0: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 256. On this episode, we're going to be talking about a couple of things to do with E3, also talking about Elder Scrolls Blades, Battlefield Firestorm, Mortal Kombat 11, and of course, the only thing that Bolts can think about right now in his head, Cyberpunk 2077. Poppin' wood. (laughs) Right here on the Second Opinion Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Production. Gaming is our passion.
0: Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. All right guys, we are back again for another episode. I'm so excited to be here and I hope you are as well. So, I am joined by my partner in crime, Lord Bolts. What's up, bro? How you doing? What's up, bro? How you how you doing, man? You had a had a little bit of a long day, bro. My I'm exhausted, dog. <laughs> You're always exhausted. You work too much, my bro. It's okay though. When that when that paycheck rolls in, yeah. I, I
1: don't complain too
0: much. That's all that matters. Um. All right. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get down into it. What have you been drinking? What have you been gaming? How's life been going, Mister Bolt? Oh, you gotta wake the fuck up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. What have been gaming? Um. Well, <clears throat> I got to I got to play Shadow uh, Shadows die twice for about five days. Um. I'm about twenty hours into it. Uh huh. It's frustrating as fuck, but it's so good. Yeah. Um. Then, um. Uh, Emma B. The show popped off on right around the corner. So that's, how, that's, how's that? How's that going, bro? Man, I, I don't. I, I don't get off of it. When I'm at home, that's what I play. Is it really that good, bro? I, dude, I mean,
0: how? Let's say this. How much better is it than eighteen? You see, um, I I, I like
1: it better than eighteen because it, it's a little bit more. It's it's more challenging than eighteen was. Okay. Eighteen, they threw some perks in there where it, it made it made it easier to, to hit and stuff like that. The, and, and this one, they've gone back to their roots, where you've actually where you actually have to pay attention to what the fuck is going on. Really? Um, I just I you know I'm a big baseball nut. I'm a big sports nut. Um, MLB The Show is, is is probably next to FIFA, probably the best best sports franchise game out there. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm highly addicted to it. Eventually, I'll play it so much where I'll get tired of it, and then I'll go back to Shadows Die Twice. <laughs> yeah. But until that time comes, it's if 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 I'm not watching Netflix, then I'm playing MLB, the Show. <laughs> oh
0: my God! All right. Um. Well, drinking wise, I've I've just been drinking some Coors. Uh. Life wise, everything has been good. Dante is still pretty fantastic, man. He's such an amazing kid. Um. I, you know, of course, I'm back at work now. So there's that. Uh, but, um, gaming wise, I've been playing a lot of games, uh, re-downloaded some stuff the other day, been going back through, um, a couple of games I didn't really have a chance to, to do some extra stuff in and with, I don't, you know, I don't know how to explain it. I've been watching this, this YouTuber, his name is Bay Area Bugs, and he stopped uploading videos in like February for some reason, I don't know why, but he is hilarious, dude. I, like, me and Dara have gotten to the point that we watch his videos before we go to bed at night, and it is really, really funny stuff, dude. It's like them acting like criminals on a private server on GTA 5 and the cops are stopping them and they're making up all these excuses. Well, it made me want to redownload GTA 5. So I was playing that. Um, also going back through the story mode of Mortal Kombat XL, getting ready for Mortal Kombat 11. I have been playing the Mortal Kombat 11 beta. I've also been playing Battlefield 5's fire mode and a uh, fire mode and early access on Elder Scrolls Blades, but we're going to talk about that in just a bit. Um now video games coming soon. Uh we do have oh I have this listed a little weird up, up top, but video games coming soon. We do have Yoshi's Crafted World on Switch, which is launching today or is already launched if you're listening to this on Saturday. Um also we have Mortal Kombat eleven, which is coming out Um on the twenty third of April for Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Then we got Days Gone coming out April twenty sixth on the PS four and
1: and Days Gone is the uh, is the untold story of life of Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. Um, I hate you, I hate you.
0: It's going to be a damn
1: good game. Yeah, about Daryl Dixon. I'm I'm not denying it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but you're Daryl Dixon. <laughs> you get a freaking crossbow when you pre-order the game. Crossbow and n- d- you got a crossbow, in, got a crossbow in, in uh or
0: a bow and arrow in uh Last of
1: Us. Yes. But he's not a biker. Oh my god. He's not a, a, a What well, about the biker in Left For Dead? He's not a lone wolf. Huh? Left For Dead was out before Walking Dead. Actually it wasn't. Oh yeah? Robert Kirkman did the comic beforehand. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, Anyways. what you doing now? Anyways. Anyways, Rage 2, baby. What's that? PS4, Xbox One, PC, May 14th. Me <laughs> and Bolts <laughs> are very excited <laughs> for
1: <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and another Bethesda game that I don't have in show notes or anything to talk about. Wolfenstein Youngblood comes out July 26th. <laughs> it's going to be so so awesome, dude. I cannot wait. Um, and the launch price is only going to be 39.99. Good. Yeah. They got to make up ground for Fallout, obviously. I'm gonna break this bottle over your head. <laughs> um, now, <laughs> truth hurts, bitch. Um, also, I want to give big shout outs, of course, as I do every episode, to Cinelinks.com for being such an awesome uh website uh such an awesome home for second opinion productions make sure to check us out at center for some of the latest and greatest geek news movie news and gaming news also a big shout out to ourselves for being consistent and uh, i have a couple of content creator spotlights that i want to showcase here real quick some friends of second opinion productions um that i think do some great content and i want you guys to check them out for sure of course, if uh, you know, unless you've been under a rock for the last uh, year or so, or two years, I can't really remember how long it's been around now, but What's Good Games uh, with um, the blonde nerd Brittany Brombacher, uh, Andrea Renee, and Miss Steimer. Make sure to check them out. Also, big shout-outs to my dude Andre and his team over at Real Otaku Gamers. Um, then shout-outs to Miss Katie over at The Cake's. Cake Bites Podcast. Check her out. She's actually going to be covering E3 with us this year. Um, very excited to work with her. Um, Blast Away Game Reviews, uh, which is my boy Dustin. Make sure to check them out. Also, big shout outs to the Double XP Podcast, featured on the TIC Games Network. Some really awesome content over there by a great team. Definitely check them out. I was on one of the podcasts once before, and uh, they do really good work. Um, also huge shout outs right here to my dudes, the game fanatics, Charles and his entire team. I've known Charles and the game fanatics for a very, very long time. They have some great content, great podcasts, great streams. Check them out as well. Then we got to give a shout out to the mammoth gamers. Really, really great crew of writers. And, uh, I'm going to tell you, they crank out some damn good work. So check them out. Um, at MammothGamers.com. Uh, and lastly, shout outs to my boys, the Gilly Man and DCD. Um, the ARG podcast, another retro gaming podcast. Make sure to check them out at retrozap.com forward slash ARG cast. It is a really awesome, really awesome podcast. Uh, they talk about mainly retro gaming and, um, they have some really, really great content. So definitely make sure to give them a, some, give them some love so you can find all these people on Twitter.
1: Sweet love. love.
0: (laughs) Um, all right. So, uh, before we get into our, some of our main topics, I'm going to talk about Battlefield Firestorm. So, there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of battle royale games out there that, um, have taken on the scene since, uh, pub and everything have gotten really hyped up. Battlefield five, I think was, um, was a pretty good game. It did have its flaws. I think I gave it a 3.5 out of five uh, or 3.7 out of five. I cannot remember the exact score, um, but I think it had a lot of flaws, but it was still a visually stunning game. I think it was a uh, overall success compared to now as what it is, because we did eventually get the story mode, we got more content, and then now we're getting the fire mode, uh, firestorm mode. So what's great about this is that the firestorm map is like double or triple the time, triple the size of one of their largest maps on the multiplayer conquest mode. Um, and it is visually freaking stunning, dude. I mean, the game is just unbelievable looking. And what's great about it is just exactly what the name says, Firestorm. Instead of it just being a normal, like, oh, well, there's this blue barrier that's closing in and you'll, you know, die from it. It is a full on fire barrier that whenever it crosses paths with destructible items in the game, as of cars Houses buildings, whatever it completely destroys them. And it is probably some of the best Visual things that I've seen in a battle royale game in quite some time. I was playing the other day um, I was running there was only about 15 people left I was running to this one area and there was a dude that was shooting behind me I turned around and started shooting him He got inside of the house and I don't think he realized how close the firestorm was to him But when it hit the house it completely demolished the house so whenever the house was demolished, it damaged him a little bit, and I was able to get a headshot on him. And just having that, having that in there—it's the same type of stuff you have in games, you know, like Black Ops, and uh, also in Fortnite. But the fact that he was inside of a house and it completely demolished all the cover that he had around it was just such an awesome awesome uh, add-on to this style of, of game. Another thing, too, is that there's a lot of vehicles in the game as well. There's different cars that you can drive. There's been people that I've seen that have actually done what was shown in the trailer to where one guy had a tractor and had a big-ass gun attached to the back of the tractor. So he's like riding on the tractor, and there's another dude on the gun while he's driving the tractor. He's like shooting behind him. <laughs> it was so fucking crazy, bro. Um, but then they also have uh, some like uh, conceptualized um, helicopters in the game, um, but it's just a it's a crazy aspect for the for the battle royale scene. And I think I'm fairly really surprised by what EA and Dice did with this. Um, uh, I have constantly not been able to put the controller down. It, it is it is a really really fun. Uh, thing now, I know you've seen a little bit of the gameplay of it, Bolts. So what do you think about it so far?
1: I'm I'm not a Battlefield fan, mm-hmm. so I mean, I I watched it. I mean, it had some, it had, some it had some good aspects of it, yeah. but it just it's Battlefield has never been my game. Even back, you're
0: just more of like a Call of Duty guy,
1: and, and it's not even it's not even either or. It just I've never ever been a Battlefield guy. I yeah. just it just never has never been appealing to me at all.
0: But you do appreciate like the visuals.
1: Oh, I mean stuff. You, I mean, because like I to.
0: yeah, I remember whenever the game had first um, we had first got our, our review code for the game. Uh, me and Bolt's kind of just sat there and like watched as I was like slow running through the levels, and it was just unbelievable uh, the graphics on there. But um, it's it's honestly it's a really fun battle royale mode that I don't think I actually particularly expected to like as much as i do so um which uh, i guess is a is a really good thing you know that's that that uh they not only excited me enough to want to play the game but it it made me delete stuff off of my system just to re-download it right. so <laughs> so but um like i said i think the overall gameplay mechanics and everything are great you know um the 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 there the problems that I had originally with the game uh, seem to be fixed and uh, the firestorm mode is just really fun You have a single mode and you have a squad mode and um, I would definitely suggest to play with a squad uh, But the the solo mode is pretty fun as well. So Um, all right, so moving on from that My big fish in the sea mortal kombat 11 the online beta Um is out and about it's a closed beta. Um now I know some people have already played this before Um, but uh, and I will go ahead and tell you guys now bolts is not the biggest mortal Kombat fan Um, he is more of a, you know marvel's capcom soul caliber fan than anything And um, so he probably won't really comment on this either (laughs) but um Mortal Kombat 11. It is really, really fun. All right, so moving on to the next one. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat 11. It is, uh, it's, it's great, dude. I mean, it's, it's visually stunning. The uh, now, I will say the one thing that's kind of jarring at first is that from what you know, a good friend of mine, Jay Shockblast, said is that they slowed the characters down a little bit with this game, um, and I, I'm guessing there was a, a good reason behind it, um, but. What I have played, it there did seem to be a little bit of a latency whenever I was pushing R2 to, like, block um, while I was in online play. But mind you, this is online, so um, the character customization in this game is fantastic. It is definitely a merger between, you know, what was great about Mortal Kombat X or XL uh, and what was great with, like, Injustice 2, of having the um of having the customization with the characters and then each one of them being able to like you can have pretty much as many slots as you want or different variations of your characters as you want um and what's great about this as well is that you can select all the abilities on there choose which ones depending on the slots that you have and what you've unlocked there's sometimes abilities actually take up to two slots just to just to um activate them um but it, it What it does in, in that aspect, it opens up customization to where, just like we, we saw in Justice 2, you're not always going to see the same character online when you play. So if you're playing with Baraka and someone else is playing with Baraka, they could have a completely different moveset and customization of their character than what you have. Um, so I think it adds that dynamic of it doesn't kind of take you out of the game. It, it gets you a little bit more excited of like, okay, my Baraka versus their Baraka. Um, but you did get to play, um, we played with Jade, we played with Scarlet, we played with Cabal, Baraka, and Scorpion. And <clears throat> I love all the characters, but I do have to say, even though me, Bolts, Jesus, all of us were super excited to see Cabal because he's such a badass, um, which, by the way, Bolts, I've got to show it to you before you leave. There's a variation of Cabal that has like this... Like electronic like Skeleton face mask And shit bro It's like the sickest variation I think I've seen of a character In quite some time <laughs> um, It is uh, uh, I think my favorite character In the beta has to be Scarlet She is uh, Her dynamic has completely changed Her, her moves And um, combat and stuff Has changed as well and it makes makes her feel like a new introduction into the game. It doesn't make you feel like... Like with Scorpion, it, you know, there's there's new things with him, but it still feels very familiar. Right. Um, but with Scarlet, and even with Jade, who, you know, Jade's been in the series forever. She just wasn't an ex. You know, they they feel like new additions to the game because their, they're, you know, their uh, combat is so different. So... Um, But then you also can play in the tower mode as well. Um, And I have to say the hard mode is exactly what it says. It is like so fucking tough. Now, I'm sure there's some people out there that have been able to beat it with no problem. But um, overall, my time with the beta is pretty uh, has been pretty fun. Um, I'm super proud of the entire NetherRealm Studios. Uh, I am I am so excited for this game and I cannot wait to play it. Hopefully we'll be able to do a review of it. Um, uh, and if not, we'll, we will be purchasing a copy of our own and doing a review like that. So it happens sometimes highly sought after games. Um, you may or may not get them. It's a chance. And if I don't get it, then I'll just buy it myself. And okay. that how we're supposed to do it both. Yep. Yeah. We don't throw hissy fits. Um, <laughs> Alright, so next up Elder Scrolls Blades oh, okay Let me mute my computer Elder Scrolls Blades uh, It is officially in early access And since I played it at E3 last year I was able to get some early access of the game And uh, I, I'm telling you, man I'm really loving it uh, It is. Uh, it looks exactly like Todd and the team said it looks like a console-style game on uh, the mobile platform, and it's just—it's just great, dude. I mean, I—I I even think the ability of—I think the ability of being able to customize your character, being able to also, like, as you're out traveling and doing your dungeon crawling and everything else, being able to unlock more stuff that can not just help you. Um, you know, help your character in in combat, but also help your city, because you are able to name your city and build your city, customize your city, upgrade all the buildings, um, and just build your city back up after it was attacked. Um, but uh, it's just crazy. I mean, I'm I'm I, I don't know how else to really explain it because the game, I think feels, uh, I think, feels way better than what I thought it did when I played it at QuakeCon and at E3 this past year. It feels, um, obviously, they've ironed out more details, uh, made things a little bit better um, here and there, but it's just, um, overall, the, the visuals are great. There is no, like, voice acting, of course, but there is, um, you know, text-based Um, text-based chat between you and the other characters that you run into. Um, There's also um, the ability to do on-the-go customization. You can actually play the game in landscape mode or in portrait mode, and it easily switches. Um, I prefer portrait mode because it just seems seems like it runs a little bit better like that. Um, Now, there's some people that do play in... Do play in landscape, and I think they are the devil's children. Um, <laughs> like, look at this, bro. Like, I don't, I couldn't play. How do you, you like? I guess you just have to tap. But I'm playing it as I speak, so I do apologize. But um, I just could not. No, no way, bro. I couldn't do that. Um, anyways, but it's a, it's a cool thing that they actually gave, um, you know, gamers the option to be able to play uh, the game and dual modes, but the uh, the feel of it is like they said uh, recently in, in today's um, trailer for Elder Scrolls uh, 25 uh, 25 years of Elder Scrolls um, which we'll talk about in just a minute um, it feels like arena like it feels like classic, uh, Elder Scrolls—that's just straight up dungeon crawling, exploration, and everything else. So there's a lot of times as as you go throughout your levels and through your dungeon crawling or through your levels, um, or your, through your level exploration, um, you can actually finish the level and then you can choose to either like quit the quest or you can just explore. So you can actually go back and see if there's anything that you missed, which is pretty freaking cool for a for a mobile platform game. But I mean, it looks great. Uh, I would probably say, like from from what I have on my phone, which I do have a Note Eight, um, and Boltz has a pretty high res phone as well. He has uh, the the Razer phone. I would say that it looks better than than like the PlayStation Three version of Oblivion. Um, it looks more clear, um, and it's it just feels great. It's really smooth. The music is fantastic. The visuals are stunning, and I can't wait to get into it a little bit more. I do plan on having my full impressions um, very soon. Now, bolts, do you have anything that you want to say about Blades? Now, I know that you haven't really been able to play it, but you did check it out at at, at QuakeCon last year. So, uh,
1: I didn't even. I no, I didn't play it at QuakeCon. Oh, I thought you did play it. at no, QuakeCon. no, it's just not I, I, a game like that. I don't. I don't necessarily enjoy. On the mobile, um, okay. I, I just believe that something that that expansive that 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 can be, because e- even though Elder Scrolls Six is going to come out and it's going to do whatever it's going to do on the PC and the consoles and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, didn't you release this mobile version? I just, I know mobile gaming is is, is definitely in the future by all means. It's just, I just I just can't get into it, into an in-depth game like that. Why? I just, it's not my thing, man. If I want to play something like that, I want to play it on the console.
0: Okay. So you want to like put it on your TV and all that?
1: Yeah. That, I I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I got a phone that can do all this, yeah, but it's still so...
0: Well, my thing is, like, they do plan on expanding on um, (laughs) Elder Scrolls Blades. They did say that they plan on bringing it to PC, VR, and consoles. They're probably going to start
1: intertwining it with, like, Fallout 76 and have crossover. Such a so people ass, can actually bro. play Fallout
0: seventy six. Such a smart ass, bro! I swear to God.
1: <laughs>
0: Anyways, but I think it's cool, man. I think it's uh, I think it's awesome that they plan on bringing this to consoles and of course VR as well. Because I mean, and, and,
1: but see, and, that, and that's another thing I don't get. I don't understand why bring it to consoles. Why not? Because you're fixing to release Elder Scrolls six. Well, do, we don't know the exact date it of Elder Scrolls Man, things, come on, It's coming around the corner. We, it's coming around the corner. It's going to hit us right in the ball sack. <laughs> I don't know, bro.
0: I'm down for all. Of, you know me, bro. I play tons of games all at the same time. So.
1: Well, I understand that. But you're, if you're going to release Elder Scrolls Six, and then you put this out, and then well, we're going to release this to console, too.
0: But, bro, it's not like it's going to like Elder Scrolls Blades is going to hurt sales of Elder Scrolls 6 I'm not saying that. I think like it's that. just two different. No, 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 no. Don't rub your face. Listen. I'm not
1: saying that. The Blades is fine. Okay, let me ask this. The Blades is perfectly fine on the mobile. But let me ask Why this. bring it to the console when you're fixing to bring another Ever Schools game to the console? Why bring Tales from the Borderlands
0: to a console whenever it was easily accessible on a mobile device? I don't know. I didn't play it.
1: You said you did play Tales, Tales from of the Borderlands. No, I, I didn't touch. For, no, I did not touch Tales of the Borderlands. But I that's what all the Telltale at. games. I hated them.
0: Okay, but this is what I'm getting at, bro. Is like it, the 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 point that you're trying to make doesn't make sense. What what's the difference? If somebody doesn't have a phone. That is as good as yours or mine or anything else. They're bringing the experience to consoles oh, yeah. so everybody
1: else can play. Also, they can play Blades and then when they release, you know, Elder Scrolls, they'll never touch Blades again.
0: I'm sure Blades is not like a 500 hour game. I'm not Maybe.
1: sure. I, I'm not saying that, but it's just, it, it just doesn't make <laughs> you sense. You and me to it out, bro. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Hey, so listen, we're gonna Bethesda, bring this, this listen, full game to the console. Listen. And then we're going to bring this other full game to the console. Dun, dun, dun. When,
0: when have you ever, when have you ever seen anyone release a mobile game that was a full game? That was a game that, that literally you spent as much time with just to beat the story as a console or a PC game.
1: It, it doesn't matter. It, it does matter. You know, it does. Your doesn't. point, your bubble is popped. No, my bubble is not popped. Yes. No, it's not. Hey, hey, here's Blades on the console. Yay. It's called
0: accessibility, bro. Accessibility. It's, it is, bro. Not. It's you and me have talked about this. Let's look, look. I never expected us to get into this right now about Elder Scrolls Blades, but we talked about this with Google Stadia. All these people out there that aren't going to be able to play it at all. Okay, like why are they bringing it out? They're not going to be able to play it, that's stupid, you know, and I agree with you, you know, it's it cuts down to the aspect of what about all the people that don't have internet or have shitty internet? They're not going to be able to, to play it. Why not try to come out with some form factor that doesn't have internet connection? Wait a second. What's a comparison to that? Oh, Elder Scrolls Blades that only works with certain phones and for people that actually have consoles and don't play mobile devices that do want to play a game like this, they now have the accessibility of playing it on their system.
1: Release three consoles, release Elder Scrolls 6, and they'll never touch that fucking game again. Oh my
0: god, bro. I'm sure knowing them,
1: they'll probably end up like if they do release this on consoles,
0: for sure, like they said they were going to, I could see them releasing it as like hey, pre-order Elder Scrolls 6 and get the console version of Blades for free. (laughs) And then I would... Blow my fucking praise out. (laughs) Anyways, agree to disagree. I don't even know how we got onto that. But good topics right here. Really good topics for Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls is officially 25 years old. It is the 25th anniversary of Elder Scrolls. And me and Boltz just want to take a couple of moments and talk about our experience. With Elder Scrolls as a whole. So, bolts. what was the first Elder Scrolls games, Elder Scroll game that you
1: played? Uh, it, was, it was Morrowind, hands down. Yeah?
0: Well, what did you love about Morrowind so much?
1: It took me 14 hours to cross the fucking map.
0: I thought you were going to say it took you 14 hours to cross that first bridge. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it was just... It, it was something that you've you, you, I'd never experienced. It was just... It was so massive and so... It was just... So, it was just... It was great. I mean... It's like you could be walking for an hour and then find something else to do. You walk for another hour and find something else to do. Yeah, you know. Excuse me. It was just it, you could immerse yourself into in, into Marwen, into the map, into the people around you, and stuff like that. It Was your very my first experience of like true RPG engaging with the characters around you. What's yeah. going on? The life and so on and so forth. So. Yeah.
0: Okay, well my first experience was with Arena I didn't know exactly what it was Um, At that time, I was kind of like wishy-washy on gaming Um, I eventually ended up playing uh, Morrowind Um, It was about, I think it was probably about 6 or 7 months after launch And I was just in love with it Well then of course, when Oblivion came out I bought it day 1 And I was just head over heels with it I loved the game so much Um, I was, I was so engrossed with it. I just honestly did not think, I did not think that I could, uh, I didn't think that they could make anything better than Oblivion because Oblivion, bro, like going through that portal and fighting those demons and doing all that shit, bro, it like put me on edge. Like I remember playing it and I was like, I remember my stomach was, like, turning whenever I came up and saw the Daedra and saw all these characters, and I was like, oh, shit, bro. about <laughs> to fucking kill me. But it was so awesome. But then we cut down into Skyrim. <clears throat> Skyrim was something really special to me. Um, I went to PAX West, uh, or PAX Prime then. I don't know why they changed the name of it. PAX West, 2011. Um, and that's where I first met a friend of mine, Jenny, who... Um, was working for Bethesda at the time, and um, we walked up for our appointment, and when she she said, you know, who likes Elder Scrolls? And me and this guy, Quinn, said, we do, of course. And uh, she's like, okay, well, y'all are going to play Elder Scrolls for an hour. And I mean, it just like, I was like, excuse me? She was like, yeah, y'all are going to play it for about an hour. And I was like, oh, okay.
1: You just popped this cherry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling
0: you, it was amazing me and quinn both started in the same exact area i've talked about this on really early episodes of the second opinion podcast we started in the same area um and by the end of the hour we were two completely different people two completely different areas doing two completely different things and it was just it was unbelievable i mean i remember walking out and jenny looked at me and was like well what'd you think about it and i was like um it was amazing (laughs) That's all I could say. And I just started walking off. There was a big-ass dragon hanging down over the booth. And, um, I, bro, I just loved it, dude. I fell head over heels for that game. I fell so in love with it that when it came out, Bolts actually, I, I lived in a town called Graplin at the time, and Bolts actually came to, um, came to my house, and we sat there for how long?
1: Oh, dude, I don't even remember. Was... I would probably
0: say it'd have to be about 14 or 15 hours, yeah. right? It was something serious. It was right after the game came out. Me and Bolt sat there for 14 to 15 hours straight. He had this TV on one side of my room. I had my big-ass TV. We were sitting there playing, and like by the time we got done, we got to the point of being really tired, Bolt was like, Hey, man. Didn't you just crash there that night? Yeah, I did. Because you and me were both off the next day. Yeah. We, he crashed there that night. The next day, we got up, ate breakfast, went back in there, and we were playing again. And it was just, I mean, still to this day is one of the best games I think ever <laughs> created.
1: You know, that's the best weekend ever, because that's the weekend I realized that your dad hated me. <laughs> <laughs> because I would drop the F-bomb all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. Watch like,
0: your mouth. Watch your mouth. Like, it's F and Skyrim. Um, but honestly, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, it it was such a great game. I mean, it's still. I don't care what anyone says about the glitches and all this other stuff. It'll still, in my books, go down as one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and of course, you know, at that time when it released, me and Dara didn't know each other. But in 2012, when I met Dara she started playing Skyrim a little bit too and she fell in love with Elder Scrolls she had never played it before well then that's whenever we got to the points where we were like hey we're going to start going to QuakeCon every year then we decided to get married and we got Skyrim themed wedding rings and then Bethesda was amazing enough to send us a Skyrim themed cake which was unbelievable Um, and It just means, what I'm trying to lead into is Elder Scrolls means so much to me as a fan. It is such a great series, great game. Um, You know, when ESO was announced, I was like, man, that's not really what I was looking for. But even Bolts can say, you know, like what we saw last year at QuakeCon and what the game has turned out to be. You know, would you would you would you agree with me in saying that like it is exactly kind of what Bethesda wanted the Elder Scrolls community to become? Uh,
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Sky- Skyrim is is a step above, beyond almost anything that you've ever played. Yeah, um, it was it was so massive, it was so immersive, it was just you had so many different playable characters, you had so many different characters around you. It was just it was where it's at and you know, it, you know, the, the Bethesda created this you know, created the dragon language and and there's you know, dragons talking to you, you can only dragon you can only talk in dragon talk. It was just it was so good on so many levels. And I mean and, and, it, and it shows to this day because you still have Skyrim Ultra X editions coming <laughs> out. And and Ultra that's the truth. You know, it's 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 being ported to every brand new console that comes out. thats yeah. I mean, And, and that's—and that just shows you the longevity of what this game is and what it has meant to the gaming community. Yeah. You know, we watched a little clip earlier and, and you know, people have been, been working for Bethesda for 19, 20 years diving into the Daggerfall and Morrowind and, and, and all this stuff. And it just shows you the length and the longevity that Skyrim and Bethesda runs with its games. I mean, it's just... It's, it's amazing. It's amazing more than anything. It
0: really is, dude. And I think Bolts actually said it perfectly, exactly how I wanted to say it. Um, you know, Bethesda, listen, I, and Bolts will agree with me on this. Bethesda, they, they made a mistake with the way that Fallout 76 launched. Okay? Everyone knows that. We can all agree on it, whatever. It is what it is. They're trying to fix it the best way they can, but bolts. Do you agree that Bethesda still is a great company?
1: Well, yeah, no, one game is not going to define. See,
0: that's my that's my thing is that there's a lot of people out there that are constantly still trying to shit. I saw people like after Blades came out to early access. I saw, I see people doing videos and stuff of saying like, oh, well, there's a shit ton of microtransactions in it. Why are they doing this? Why are they? It's a mobile game. Bolt, how many microtransactions or accessible microtransactions are in Legends?
1: Oh, my God. You can buy whatever the fuck you want.
0: And you can buy card packs that will help you in-game, correct? So it's the same thing. You don't have to buy them. Just let them be in there, whatever. It's not affecting you as a gamer. It's not changing your game. So, um, you know, if you're a good player, you're a good player. I've said this before. I'm real wishy-washy on microtransactions. I don't like them and I don't mind them at the same time. But what I'm getting at is my biggest thing is that Bethesda cares about their fans. Bethesda cares about the games that they make. So I am very excited um, for what is to come. And we saw in that video as well that, you know, Skyrim, what is it, Skyrim Grandma?
1: Yeah, she, Shirley, Shirley Curry. Yeah, Shirley
0: Curry. She's getting immortalized, which we can only guess is Skyrim or Elder Scrolls Six. I said Skyrim Six, um, Elder Scrolls Six, and um, I am so excited to see what is to come from this series. And of course, I'm not gonna try to try to jinx us or nothing, bolts. But I swear to fucking God, if we go to if we're at E3 this year and they show off Elder Scrolls gameplay,
1: I'll lose my shit. I think they've got to. I, I and and only because of the success that is not Fallout 76. I, I think they've got to show us something. To I see and and see because
0: originally I thought I was like okay well, they're gonna have Wolfenstein. Uh, we talked about this on the last podcast. I said that it was gonna be Wolfenstein Youngblood. They're gonna show off Elder Scrolls Blades. Um, and I was thinking, oh, they'll probably show off Starfield and show some unannounced games.
1: Right. I, I don't necessarily think they'll go the Starfield route um, because I think that's still in a work of progress. I think that's going to be for the next, next, next gen consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure, Skyrim, uh, Skyrim, uh, the new Elder School Six, could be for the next, con- uh, next gen consoles. But I think, um, with with, with h- however, Blaze is going to go over with the fans and so the gaming community. But they've got to show something to take some of the bad taste out of them out of people, a gamer's mouth for Fallout seventy six. Yeah. They've got to, whether it's just you know an School six you know chicken attacking a soldier or something, <laughs> you know it's gotta be it's gotta be something. It's like so, oh, we got one more thing to show you. You exactly. know, if you attack a chicken in the game, they'll still kill your ass. Exactly. You know, a knee to the arrow something. Yeah. You know, but it's it's gotta be something. It's gotta put it's gotta put. Seventy six on the on the back burner, and and I understand that you know some people, you know, play the shit out of it, and and, and like yourself, think it's going to be great again, but for the most part, the, the the gaming community still is not attached to it. So yeah. Bethesda has got to do something to get that taste out of the mouth.
0: I think they will. I think they will. Uh, it's like what you said too. I think that there is a for sure thing that they're going to they're they're going to fix it, and we've seen Bethesda fail with games before um and uh they haven't always been the best titles um even though i thought it was a great title it wasn't like i mean it was received well but it still didn't do sales. did you ever play wet yes i loved wet i thought it was it, it,
1: awesome. it, it, it wasn't bad at all yeah
0: but you know it just was kind of yeah. whatever and there's yeah. a couple other ones we're not going to talk about that they've done before but yeah. <laughs> um I think that Bethesda will be completely fine, and I'm really excited to see uh, what is going to be in the future for the Elder Scrolls series. So with that said, we're going to move into the Music Minute. Whenever we come back, we're going to talk about CD Projekt Red and also talk about Ubisoft and, of course, the mother load that Bolts is really, really holding back, waiting to talk to, is the Borderlands news that came out of PAX East. Um, I know he is, like, super excited about it. And I'm not even going to lie, being somebody that's not the biggest Borderlands fan, I was pretty impressed with what I saw. We'll be back right after this. Right, guys, we are back, and I hope you enjoyed that music minute brought to you by Tech Industries. <laughs> oh, you fucking bitch. Yeah. You like fake ass sneeze Anyways, um, so we are talking about something pretty fucking big right off the bat. CD Project Red believes this year uh will be the biggest E3 yet. C D Project Red says E3 2019 will be the most important in the company's history. So, Bolt, what what are you thinking this means? <clears throat> it says we have
1: really prepared for a very strong show. Um of course you of course they're going to lead and run with Cyberpunk 2077 because that is the game of all games when it releases. <laughs> um and then you, you know I I'm not really sure what to expect because I mean they, they make games but they don't make a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but the games that they put out are absolutely fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so you know, when you see something in The Witcher? I, I don't. I don't necessarily think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I wouldn't mind them seeing, going towards like the uh, uh put maybe like a, a female Witcher or something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe run with a story like that. Um. <sighs> excuse me. You know. So it just it it all depends really. Um. It's really not much, unless they've got something that they have never leaked before, yeah. And they're working with something, you know, Cyberpunk twenty seven and seven is done, and they're just, you know, they're, they're going to announce some new. They're, games they're just polishing like it, and then they're fixing to announce something really big and huge. Yeah. So you never know. because
0: you know the only thing they've worked on is The Witcher, outside of Cyberpunk twenty seven. That's what I'm saying. So, you know? um, I. <sighs> I particularly don't want them to do another Witcher game at all. Uh, I wish, I hope that they just like, I don't want to see any more Witcher stuff. So, did you finish the third one? Uh, I got a little bit more in depth into it. And listen, I understand. Hold up. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand everyone's fascination about it, but it just never clicked with me, bro. Like, at all. Um, I don't know why, uh, but pff, like. I really, I was like, I just need to force myself to play it and get a little bit further, you know, get past this beginning part. And I just, I think I probably got like 15 hours in and I just was like, I wasn't into it,
1: man. I don't know why. I, I guess the same reason why I wasn't into God of War.
0: No. no uh, uh No, because no, no, that...
1: Witcher is amazing. Okay. So? God of War is amazing,
0: but how many other games are out there like The Witcher, bro?
1: What RPG shit yes. ton.
0: So that I don't know. Maybe it's how many hack and slashes aren't there? I guess it's there? because, like, to be honest with you, bro, I think it was the third person style of game. I don't, I don't know what it was. And to be, and, and another thing too, bro,
1: like I wasn't the best at the game. Right. Like and, and 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 that plays a lot. That plays that plays a whole lot Into people's, you know playing ability if if because the witcher is 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 if not one of the most in-depth detailed character RPGs. Build- i mean it's just how it is yeah and if it's not your style of gameplay you know it takes it takes more to play that game than just to go in and and, and, and fight enemies so i can understand that
0: yeah so i don't know what it was it's just like i couldn't get down i couldn't get down the the parries and stuff like I would do really good sometimes and I would just play like shit and there was a lot of times okay. I would come up on enemies and they would fucking destroy me bro Right? No, they I would understand destroy that. me so um, but that's not taken away from what it is I mean the game itself is is fantastic so um, I still think that <laughs> even though I sucked at it I still think that is it's one of the best game best visually looking games Um Uh, That I've ever played before so Um with that being said I think that CG Project Red Is possibly going going to announce A new game Uh, And I really do think that like What Bolt said I think that there's a very Big possibility that they are already done With 2077 And we're possibly Going to get a release date um, From E3 and then the announcement Of a new game that they've had in the works For a bit so um if if they did announce a release date, bolts, when do you think that we would see it? Um,
1: see you think it, it could possibly come out this year? No, I think it'll be a next gen console release. Okay, we'll see.
0: We shall see. So, moving on from that, we have um, a pretty <laughs> a pretty in depth topic that we we've already talked about one point in time. Uh, but I kind of want to get into some of the other stuff that they that we didn't really talk about. Ubisoft has officially announced its E3 press conference date. Uh, it is happening June 10th, um, and uh, I I'm excited for what they're going to show. Hopefully, we're going to see some new stuff. Um, but I know one guy that is always excited about Ubisoft titles for the most part. That's my boy Bolts. So what are you thinking that we're going to see at the event? Now, we did talk about this. Like I said, we talked about it before on the podcast, um, but I want to know some some stuff that we haven't really talked about as of yet. We talked about Assassin's Creed, but what other games would you like to see? Would you like to see a return to uh, would you like to see a return to the Prince of Persia series? Um, or would you like to see maybe some uh, Splinter Cell
1: news or some other stuff like that? Um, I could do a Splinter Cell. Um, absolutely. I-, I wouldn't mind... Um, only because my son loves it so much, a, a Raymond game.
0: Yes, bro. Um, Raymond Legends was the shit.
1: It's, it was so much
0: fun. Oh my so god, fun. it was awesome.
1: Um, of course, I want another Assassin's Creed game. It needs to hurry up and get here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already played all the DLC for what I've got. You know the stories and stuff for Odyssey. Fucking, this oh, is chills. <laughs> it's so good. I love everything about it. Yeah. Um, so I'm just you know. I would I wouldn't mind seeing like I said siphon filter, um, a new Raymond I guess you could go. Did you
0: just Say siphon filter. Yeah, mean I mean filter. Sorry,
1: <laughs> <laughs> same
0: difference. I know, right? They're really they're very similar. <laughs>
1: right. Um, in, in all reality, they are. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's really yeah, I mean you you got you've already released new uh, new Dawn Far Cry. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I'm you know, thinking I'm thinking there's gonna be a big possibility that we're gonna see. Um, you know, we'll we'll probably see a little like hint to some of the upcoming stuff in the division too, um, and then uh, also we're gonna see. I'm hoping we're gonna see some really big in depth gameplay of Skull and Bones because I've fucking loved what I played last year at E3. I thought it was unbelievable. I thought it was really really fun, um, and it it definitely kind of it, it definitely kind of caught me off guard because. I didn't think.
1: Caught you with your pants down, bro.
0: I swear, I was not like this game was not on my radar at all. And then like Matt was playing it, and I was, you know, I was kind of recording and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And then he says, "Uh, you want to try it out? And I said, yeah, I'll try it out. So I sat down and started playing it, and I was like, this is fucking amazing. This is unbelievable. So, and then there's also a game called Ano uh, 1800, which is like a city, uh, real time strategy. Um, city-building game that is developed by a company called Blue Byte and is published by Ubisoft. Um, It's Oh, never mind. That comes out in April. I thought that was coming out later this year. But, well, there you go. That's coming out to... I think it's just coming out to PC, though. But also, of course, we cannot forget about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Um, That is definitely something that... I was a really, I really, really loved Beyond Good and Evil 1, um, but from what we're seeing with Beyond Good and Evil 2, the gameplay and overall design of the game and everything is going to be completely different. So, I know you're a big Beyond Good and Evil fan, Bolt.
1: Um, yeah. Um, uh, it's just, it's been so long since. It's I've, been a long time. You know, right? It's I been so lift. long since I've played the, played it on PC back in the day, um, I don't know if that gap is gonna gonna deter me enough. You know, I may play it, but I don't know if I'm 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 expecting anything from it. Yeah.
0: I'm definitely expecting something from Splinter Cell though. Like, I wanna see a Splinter Cell game that is not a console exclusive, that is gonna come to all platforms, that is just gonna be a great, like, you know, spy Killing game like I really 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 want to see Tom Clancy Splinter Cell like come back To the, the The top of the mountain like it once Was um, but I also Think that there is a very big Possibility that they're going to Showcase Assassin's Creed And Watch Dogs um, Watch Dogs 2 for the most part Was a very big success compared To Watch Dogs 1 and Um I, I think that they are going to showcase that. It's being rumored that Watch Dogs 2 is possibly going to be set in London. Um, and then also the new Assassin's Creed game is supposedly rumored to be returning back to Rome. So um, we got a lot of stuff that uh, that Ubisoft is going to be working on. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me either, Bolts, if we see a little bit of collaboration with Nintendo like we have over the last couple of years. So, you know, they oh, release yeah, the game on Switch... Uh, last year, and I'm sure that you know we'll see some more collaborations with him. So, all right, so I'm gonna give my boy bolts the floor to talk about the real topic that he has been waiting to talk about. I got all the stuff down in here.
1: I mean, not wait about. It. I'm just saying it's gonna be great.
0: <laughs> well, I, let me say this first before we get into um, the the big news um, at PAX East. It was officially announced that that Borderlands Three is coming. Um, of course. It was also finally announced that Borderlands Game of the Year Edition is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Windows PC April 3rd, which is next week. So I'm guessing my boy Bolts is going to go buy that. What was it again? That's next week, April 3rd.
1: <laughs> Maybe. I'm planning to be, able to be the show right now.
0: <laughs> but this is Borderlands, bro. Well, when was already... the last time you played the first Borderlands?
1: The first Borderlands? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I actually, probably about a year ago.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Well, anyways, there's that. And then there's also Borderlands Ultra HD Texture Packs, which are being released as free optional DLCs to increase the visual fidelity of Borderlands' handsome uh, collection, uh, also to uh, upgrade the uh, the visuals of Borderlands 2, Borderlands' pre-sequel, uh, and add a 4K resolution as well. Um, then there is the news that what is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, there is Borderlands 2 DLC that will all
1: be free for Borderlands 2 VR and, and, and PlayStation. Let me VR. tell you something: that the, the Borderlands 2 DLC is like an extra like 80 hours of gameplay. Damn. And that's all of it.
0: Damn. I wonder if I need to get the Handsome Collection now and just play through it.
1: I, I'll, you know what? Here's what I'll do: I'll even get it on PS4, and then we can go in there together and play it. Okay, let's do it. All right, so bolts. We'll never do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bolts, Borderlands Three has been announced. How excited are you? What are you? Uh, what did you? what made your jaw hit the floor when you saw the trailer that was released
1: what 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 initially made my jaw hit the floor was hey borderlands 3 yeah the title itself um, I've been waiting for quite some time for this I've gone back and played the original of uh, the original borderlands, borderlands 2 and the pre sequel so many times um, it's one of those games that is just so much fun. You know, Borderlands Two has has one of the greatest villains of all time, which, in my opinion, is Handsome Jack. Um, his, his his monologuing through the entire game is just great. Great.
0: I loved I loved Handsome Jack and Tales from the Borderlands. It was um,
1: his 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 demeanor, his his cockiness, his arrogance, his. Talking in first person, his 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 pony named Butt Stallion. is it it a diamond <laughs> pony named Butt Stallion. Yes. And for him to tell you the story about Butt Stallion while you're playing the game is it's it's priceless, you know. And it's just, uh, Borderlands Two has everything that you would want. It's got a, it's got actually it's got really great characters. It's got it's got a, a, a dang good story. It's got over the top weapons. Uh, one of the best side characters of any video game, and that's Mr. Tork. He is great. <laughs> um it, it, Tiny Tina. I mean, come on. Come on. There's so many quotes from Tiny Tina in the in Borderlands 2 that that you, you just run with it. I you know, the other day I sat here and I listened to thirty minutes of Tiny Tina quotes. It was so yeah, funny. It was so good. He was
0: sitting on the couch, he was just playing them and playing them and I'm like, <laughs> What the fuck is that from? You're like, it's
1: Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina, bro.
0: Um Okay, so the crazy thing about this game is that it is still somewhat using the cell-shaded engine that they had previously. Seems like it is definitely updated. Um, We see the characters have grown a lot. They've gotten older. There's more updates with them. The visuals look fantastic. Um, One crazy thing, though, too, that they did point out is that the the game... I don't... This is me, but... The game is supposedly said to have... 1 billion weapons. Which I would not put it past. How is that possible? Are they saying that in the aspect of like 1 billion different ways to customize your weapons?
1: You, you, you know what? I don't know because like, like I said, when I watched the video and, and, and wrote my review and stuff like that, I think there's going to be an option to customize your weapons. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. When you're running through the lands, th- through the land of Pandora and Sanctuary and all these other different worlds and Borderlands 2... Dude, you can open up three crates next to you, and four guns pop out in a heartbeat. Yeah, you know, it and and, and it could be anywhere from some some weak ass common pistol to a to a to a legendary, you know, flamethrower or something. And I'm sure there's a way that you can like add them together, or
0: maybe customize different parts or whatever. We'll see. We'll, see that's
1: the thing about it. In in Borderlands prequel, you could you could combine like three, you know you know, three green weapons or three purple weapons. You combine those three and you would make one weapon that would have all three traits. So, okay, exactly. Exactly. So if, if there's a billion weapons in the game itself, like I said, I would not be surprised one fucking bit.
0: Yeah. I mean, the game overall, like I said, looks fantastic. It looks really fucking good. Um, I am not a big Borderlands fan. It's not that I think that it's a bad game. It's just, it's not been something that I was ever able to get into. And probably because I always, like whenever I really tried to start getting into it, I got into it on Borderlands two and I didn't really have anybody to play with at all. Um, and, uh, it just, I don't know. I, I was never really getting into it, but I'm going to give it a chance with this one for sure. Now, one thing too, Bolts, you said that, um, you said something about the, like, is there vehicle customization possible? It,
1: it, it looks like it. What, what, like I said, um, I, I watched the video extensively and and I was pausing and looking and pausing and looking. Um, there's, there's, it looks like there's like three or four different vehicles that on the screen that, uh, you'll be able to drive at some point um and then there's like when you're watching it closely and you're pausing it uh, you'll catch a vehicle that that has the exact same frame color shading and all that stuff but one will have spack tires the other one will have like electrical floating hover pads you Yeah. Know? so i think there's going to be an aspect of customization for the for the uh for the vehicles themselves which is a, a holy which is another cool Cool aspect because in Borderlands 2 and stuff like that, all you could do was change change the paint job or paint uh, change a special weapon, and that was it. So if if you're gonna have these these ongoing you know vehicle battles and stuff like that, it, it'll be really cool to make sure that you can make the vehicle like your own. So
0: now I will say too, um, they did announce Gearbox did announce that the uh, that on April 3rd there's also really big news coming our way. That pertains to Borderlands um, So I don't know What do you think that is Bolt? You think it has something to do with the release date possibly
1: Man look if, if that release date is anywhere anytime this year I will shit bricks I will shit a brick right there There's But bricks. just I mean look There's how brick. much
0: Like the reason why I think That there is a very big possibility That this game is going to be coming this year when, when, when did Borderlands 2 come out
1: Oh man years ago so um,
0: you think about all the time that they've had to to work on this game, polish this game, all this gameplay that we're seeing, like it's a shit ton of gameplay. It's ton of different ton of different clips, ton of different styles The I mean, big ass fucking updates on the visuals and the fact that there's a system in the game that has a billion fucking weapons, supposedly. I would say that they would have had to have some time to develop that. You know
1: what I'm saying? so you're absolutely right and like i said and the the way with the the way they do the animation and and the game physics whether you have an 8k tv or whether you have a 1080p the way the animation is and the way they do the 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 shading and stuff like that there's not much you can update the graphics because 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 of the way the dynamics are so whether it comes out this console or next console it's going to look practically the same Mm -hmm. the as far as the characters and stuff like that, now you can do stuff with the explosions and shit going on around you and whatnot. Yeah. But as far as the characters and stuff like that, it's pretty much going to be the same because there's there because there's so much definition already in the shading, you know, so you can't really get that much more definition. Yeah, that's true. Um. So if 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 we're looking at Borderlands Three and we're looking at it like, man, that looks like next gen console. Right? It, it looks like this gen console because it's that's just how it is you can go back and play borderlands 2 on the 360 and then play it on the on on the xbox one x and it's 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 practically very similar look at all that shit for borderlands 2 bro. yeah that's insane bro. it's showing the handsome collection ultra <laughs> hd it's insane update. there's a shit so, ton of dlc for yeah there game, is man. there is so i mean it's it's i i think it gets released either either quarter three this year quarter four for the holidays
0: I cannot wait to see your reaction if they come out on April 3rd and they say, uh, it's releasing, you know, October of this year.
1: Oh shit, bricks, bro.
0: (laughs) If that's the case, if it does release this year, there's a very big possibility that we're going to be able to check it out at E3 this year too. So, (laughs) oh my God. Anyway, so, um, that is pretty much it for this episode. It's a little bit shorter than the previous episodes. Um, But, you know, we didn't have like a ton of stuff to really kind of get into with and, you know, we're we're trying to change the aspect of the show as a whole and not constantly just do the same thing everybody else does of, you know, everybody talks about news. Everybody talks about this. But unless it's something really big, I kind of want to like narrow it down to talk about that. And we may eventually end up getting back to where we're doing a couple of news stories, and then we're focusing in on some bigger stories at the end. But this week, the main thing was the fact that uh, the main thing was the fact that you know I did get to play Mortal Kombat. I got to play Elder Scrolls Blades, uh, the the 25 trailer, and of course. Uh, Elder Scrolls 25 trailer and, of course, Borderlands, which bolts just really had to give his opinions on because he's been excited about this game for far too
1: long. I'm telling you, dog, I'm ready. Let's roll. Why, what are we waiting for? <laughs> what are we waiting for? What are you waiting for? I did not do all that. No.
0: I do have to give uh, shout-outs to all the people that did recently lose their job from ea ea fired a total of 350 employees um total fucking bullshit it, it is it, it was all pr
1: look, and look look I, i'll tell you this i i I, understand. I don't like people getting fired by any means or anything mm. like that but the people that got fired whether it's their it's their fault or not ea has put out some shit mm-hmm. the past couple years so maybe so it's probably it, better. For them. So it, it maybe it needed to be done. <laughs> to an extent, yeah. it needed to be done. Yeah. I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I'm just saying, you know, bro, when you put shit out, it's time to. You're saying in the aspect that, like, when you
0: continuously start to put this stuff out left yeah. and right. Oh, and I forgot, of course, one more thing, which me and Bolts are going to talk about just real quick. We won't be on there too long. Um, I am such an idiot. Uh, I don't know why I didn't play it on there. PlayStation state of play showcase happened this past week. Uh, it happened, uh, uh <laughs> happened quickly. And for some reason, I don't know why it seemed like everyone was super upset about the way the PlayStation showcase happened. um, So they did announce um, on their first showcase, they announced that Marvel's Iron Man VR will be coming out to PlayStation VR. They also showcased Five Nights at Freddy's VR, Help Wanted. It's the first time for Five Nights at Freddy's to be, uh, I guess, have a full actual official VR version of the game. Um, they announced that No Man's Skies Beyond, when it launches, the update launches, which is a free update. If you did play the original No Man's Skies, you can get the newly updated multiplayer version of the game, as well as the uh, as well as the VR version of the game. Um, then there is a PS VR game that has been in works for quite some time, and everybody that is VR fans has been pretty excited about it. Blood and Truth. It's coming out May 28th. You can pre-order it now. It looks pretty fantastic. The graphics and everything of the game look really, really stellar. Very high definition. Um, and it kind of has that movie aspect of it. Because it, you know there's a lot of times when you play some VR games, you don't get that cinematic experience that you do with You know, games like, you know, Quantic Dreams and the Quantic Dream games and all this stuff. But, like, with this one, it it does have that real heavy um, cinematic feel to it. Um, Then there's another game coming out as well called Observation, uh, which is done by Devolver Digital. Uh, It kind of has this, like, crazy-ass crazy ass like outer space scary style gameplay that they showed off. It's coming to PC and PS4 May 21st um, and as it says in this vg twenty four seven article, it had a really big like 2001 Space Odyssey feel. Um, super creepy and uh, kind of out of sight. So uh, and then lastly they showcased the Mortal Kombat 11 trailer uh, Which is dubbed old-school versus new school and it was a really really great trailer show Johnny Cage uh, facing off against uh, Kano a 19 ver a 1990s version of him and also showed Jax facing off against his older version of himself um, and basically it did um, fully confirm that Jax, Liu Kang, and Kung Lao are coming back as playable characters. So after that, they did showcase in the combat cast some gameplay for all three characters. They look great. I can't wait to play as them. Now, bolts it seemed like what? people in the industry, not in the industry, but like fans, were like tweeting out pissed off and all this shit saying this is what PlayStation ended their E3 showcase for this is why they didn't do PlayStation experience to do something that's a half-assed version of of Nintendo's um, you know Nintendo's treehouse or Nintendo's showcase that they do you know once or twice every two months and whatever else all they were doing was basically completely trashing it so this formula that they're moving into what do you think about it? Do you think it's smart to kind of move into that on-demand formula of, of like, showcasing games that are coming out?
1: I've, I think more or less that it's getting to the point, I, I think. I, I know people like to see announcements and stuff like this, and everybody wants to see the big hoo-ha and ru of, like, this massive on-stage, Hi, I'm the head guy from PlayStation, and yeah. this is what we have coming out, and this is what we're working on. This is the new controller and the VR, and blah, 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 blah. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that big announcement announcements are are, are are so much necessary these days. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it's getting to the point where, uh, except for, of course, the younger generation, but even the younger generation is coming up through the video game world you know, you're starting at age five and you're going through, you know, 10 years old and 15 years old. And you slowly learn what developers and, and, and what who produces and who's making what and what does this company do and so on and so forth. So even 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 so, as you're growing with the gaming industry, you already know what's going on. So you, you, you already, you're on the Internet, you're reading about this, you're reading about that, and you, you, you see rumors about this over here. And it's just... The, the, the big reveals are not very necessary, I think, these days. Yeah. You know, because, because it, it doesn't matter if, just for instance, like Bethesda. We we, we want to see an, something on Elder Scrolls, but in in retrospect, we're kind of expecting it. So even if they did, we'll be like, oh my God, but we'll be like, yeah, we knew it. Yeah, you know, so it just it, it doesn't it, it's not much that of an issue these days.
0: I agree. Uh, I I actually agree with you for once, Bolt. I think that um, a lot of times, um, you know, people were like, "Really? I can't believe it. what the Come hell was the dark that?" Side. <laughs> Everybody's like, "What the what the hell was that? Why what what was up with that reveal? It wasn't. It first off, it was their first reveal. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. They never came out and said, "Oh, it's going to be exactly like N- Nintendo Direct." Um, they're they're just testing water, seeing how they can what they can do for everything. So,
1: and um, hey, hey, let me say something more thing: PlayStation doesn't have to do anything right now. Uh-huh. They're riding such a big wave of successability over the past five years; it's completely unreal. Yep. So, unfortunately for us for us gamers who want this, this, and this, <laughs> doesn't PlayStation really doesn't have to. Yeah. You know, they, I yeah. mean, just 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 alone this 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 year. They're gonna put out God of War, Game of the Year. You know, I, I I have I finally was able to play Detroit Become Human, and you loved it. I fucking loved it. Um, Days Gone is gonna be released later this year, which I think a lot of people will play. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just the, and that's just three exclusives off the top of my head. Yeah. That's not counting the other big games that were released that you can play on it. You know, Red Dead for it, you know, Assassin's Creed, so on and so forth. Um. So PlayStation doesn't have to do shit. They don't have to announce nothing. They really? They're going to ride this wave until the next gen console because, unfortunately, they're going to have to think about how they're going to step into the future because Microsoft has taken a big fucking leap into the future. So Sony has to, you know, whether they're not working on anything right now or something, they, they've they got their, 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 I guarantee they're planning for the future. Yeah, they are. Because cause they've got to, because Microsoft, is, like I said, has just taken quantum leaps over what they've done the past, past decade. It's unreal. Quantum leaps. Anyways, so
0: <laughs> I do appreciate you guys tuning into this episode of the podcast. Please make sure to check us out on youtube.com forward slash second opinion podcast for some of the latest videos that I've been posting up. Also check us out on ScentedLeaks.com. For some of the latest and greatest geek news. Movie news and gaming news. Great content and great content creators. Right over at ScentedLeaks. Follow me on Twitter at s 0 leb And follow my boy Bolts on Twitter as well. At Lord Bolts. We're trying to get everything lined out and ready for E3 2019. Um, I am I am very excited to be going with Bolts this year. I think it's going to be something uh, that neither one of us are going to ever forget.
1: Don't drop the soap, bro. That's
0: right. It's whatever. What happens in Cali <laughs> stays in Cali. Anyways. not that shared bathroom. That's right. <laughs> All right, guys.
1: Uh-oh. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Peace.